You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on the Radio.com app, 1430 in Denver. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. You can watch live every single day, Radio.com slash BetQL dash daily make sure you're subscribed to the podcast itunes spotify and radio.com and uh speaking of radio.com podcast how about ryan mcdonough he hosts the radio.com nba show at mcd nba former nba executive lucky enough to have him on the show every single week and uh ryan we always appreciate your time i know earlier in the week you had uh keith smith a uh two-parter on your podcast and usually have a thursday show uh what's happening on the next episode yeah, good morning, guys. It's always great to be on with you. Uh, today we have Amin Al Hassan, uh, former ESPN NBA analyst from the Jump and a bunch of different ESPN programs. He recently left the network to work with Dan Levitard, uh, but like myself, a former front office guy and now on the media side. So uh, we're going to have Amin on later today, and, and that episode should be up sometime this afternoon. Ryan, uh, let's dive into it. I want to talk about the Utah Jazz. I want to play a future on the Utah Jazz, 16 to 1 plus 1600 right now. Um, now, obviously, I have a little money on the Lakers as well as the Clippers. I just really like what Utah has done this season. They have surrounded Rudy Gobert with knockdown shooters. Like you look at their top six perimeter players, five of them are shooting over 40%. Jordan Clarkson's right there at 38%. So they have the shooting, they could defend. You look at Utah, do they have a realistic shot at beating a team like Los Angeles, like either Los Angeles team? I think they absolutely do. And as I look at the, the betting markets from our friends at PointsBet, I think they're the most undervalued team who could realistically win a championship. As you mentioned, uh, you know, 16-1 to 1 at this point. Um, they're currently sixth behind the L.A. teams, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia I really like this team, guys. I mean, they've been on a roll lately, uh, but I think it's sustainable. I mean, they're in the top four in the league in offensive and defensive rating, so they're good on both ends of the court. You mentioned Jordan Clarkson. Uh, to me, uh, the, the award that's probably the most decided or closest to being decided at this point is the sixth man of the year. Clarkson, I think, has a stranglehold in that award at this point. He's been great off the bench for Utah. Uh, Mike Conley leads the league in plus-minus. So I know they don't have that ascendant superstar that it usually takes to win an NBA championship. Uh, maybe Donovan Mitchell will develop into that in time, but uh, I think they're good at both ends of the court. They have continuity. They have depth. They have talent. They have coaching. And uh, I really like the Utah Jazz as an NBA future championship pick at 16-1. to 1. Excellent. Uh, I, Ryan, in our weekly visits, at some point we usually uh, – circle back to the MVP award and where we sit. Is there any sort of an update? But I think this morning is as good a time as any because 
on Wednesday, it was uh, released. Tim Bontemps did this for ESPN MVP straw poll results. Talk to 100 media members, found out where they stand right now. At least two media members in every NBA market, all 28 of them. And here are the results. LeBron, number one, with 53 first place votes. Embiid, second, with 23 first place. Jokic, third. And uh, Kevin Durant coming in at fourth with three first place votes. Uh, So many different ways to go here. Uh, What is your first reaction when you hear that right now the media is saying LeBron, Embiid, Jokic, then Durant? Well, I think the top three guys are the right three guys, LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. I think they've separated from the pack a little. As you guys know, my preseason pick was Kevin Durant. Uh, but I think too much has gone wrong for Durant. With the, He's played phenomenally well, but missing now multiple stints due to COVID and the protocols and, and the Brooklyn Nets underperforming as far as uh, the regular season record. Uh, guys, when you look at the history of the award, usually the MVP comes from one of the best players on one of the best teams. Uh, and that's why, from a betting perspective, I, I really like Embiid. Um, I think the Western Conference is, is so good that, you know, we just talked about the Utah Jazz. I think they could end up winning the conference. Uh, so LeBron, you know, there's a chance that the Lakers finish with the best records in the West, but there's also a chance they finish second or even third, depending on how the Clippers do. I, I think it'll be those three teams, Utah and the two L.A. teams in some order. Uh, so when I look at the Eastern Conference, I think Philly has a good chance to win the conference. They've been excellent when Embiid has played. Um, you know, you look at the record with and without him, it, it's night and day. And in terms of uh, the advanced numbers, his on-court, off-court impact is very significant for Philadelphia. So a big man hasn't won the MVP in over two decades. I think Shaq was the last one in 2000 to win the award. And I think Embiid's got a great shot at it. And uh, looking at points bet, he is currently second on the betting markets at plus 400. Ryan, are there any other names that could enter the conversation? We're still only at, at the quarter pole mark here. Uh, so much basketball to go. Uh, s- some other reactions I, I want to get your thoughts on. Giannis, it feels like there is no shot. He got zero first or second place votes. And uh, the Jazz, we mentioned best record in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell down at 12th. Is, is uh, there any way that he can enter the conversation? Yeah, I, I don't think so with Mitchell. I, I just think Utah is too balanced. And I think when you look at the numbers, uh, their best player statistically has been Mike Conley. In fact, Conley's leading, leading the league in plus minus. Uh, and then Gobert will get the attention for the defensive impact he has, multi-time defensive player of the year. I think he'll be in the mix again this year. Um, so so I, I think that rules out Mitchell, guys. And then when you talk about Giannis, I, I watched that entire game last night. They played here in Phoenix against the Suns. It was a very good game. Um, you know, I, I have concerns about the Bucs. I have concerns about Giannis not being a great regular season team. I, I think we are, uh, they are that, and we know that. But the challenge there is, guys, he's won it two years in a row. Uh, historically, it's almost impossible to win three consecutive MVPs if you look at the history of the award. And then I think what's happening now is teams will start to poke holes in the Bucks as a team and Giannis individually. Um, last night, I thought the Suns did a great job on the last offensive possession. They walled off the paint. They took away Chris Middleton. They made Giannis shoot a jump shot, and he's not comfortable doing that. And he missed the shot uh, to, to lose the game. You know, you know Phoenix hung, hung on for the one-point win. Uh, so I, I think that's going to continue to happen with Giannis. 
They're going to put up great regular season numbers. The Bucks have historic offensive efficiency to this point in the season, and they may set a team offensive efficiency record for the year, but the record's not going to be as good. And, and I think, fairly or not, voters will look at Giannis and focus on what he can't do, especially with the perimeter shooting uh, and the lack of playoff success rather than what he has done. So I, I think uh, that means either you know a guy like LeBron or MB Jokic, the guys we were just talking about, are clearly ahead of Giannis, and I think will remain ahead of Giannis the remainder of the season. Ryan, I completely agree. I just don't think they got enough guys to create their own shot in the fourth quarter. Love Chris Middleton, love Drew Holiday. It's just not really his game. And if you force Giannis to shoot outside jumpers, you could beat the Bucs. Uh, Philadelphia, I really like them in the East this year, offensively and defensively. You've brought up Joel Embiid. I think he should be the favorite right now to win the MVP. Um, but then you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, and obviously it's hard to get a good idea of what the Nets are going to do because right now Kevin Durant's out. But you watch them, and do you think that they have a chance to figure it out defensively? Because you know they have the three best isolation players, you could argue, in the NBA on the same team. They're going to be able to score. Are they going to be able to get enough stops in the playoffs, though? So when you look at the East, who should be the clear-cut favorite right now in the East? Is it Brooklyn because you know they have the three best scores, or does the defense scare you off from them a little bit? Yeah, so as you guys know, before the season, I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win the Eastern Conference Championship and then advance to the finals where I had them losing to the Lakers. I felt that way when they made the trade for Harden. I don't feel as strongly about Brooklyn right now, guys. Um, I know Durant's been out. He's the best player, obviously one of the best in the league. But uh, when I look at them, last night notwithstanding, where they had out of nowhere a great defensive performance against Indiana, they held the Pacers to 30 points in the first half. I feel like uh, Brooklyn has given up 30 points to their opponents in some eight-minute stretches, you know, already this year. Uh, to, hold, to hold a good Indiana team, um, you know, a good offensive Indiana team to 30 points in the first half was pretty remarkable. But, but I, I think, guys, they're the team. As, as I look at the contending teams in the entire league, I think the Brooklyn Nets need to make a trade more than any other contender, or they need to add a player on the buyout market. Uh, DeAndre Jordan just can't get it done at a high level for you know, 25, 35 minutes a night, which is what you need in the playoffs from a starter. So I think they need to upgrade their roster defensively, especially uh, in the front court at the center position. I take a look at some of the guys from Cleveland. I know Brooklyn would love to have a guy like Andre Drummond or even JaVale McGee get bought out. I also look at Sacramento with Hassan Whiteside. I think Brooklyn needs to add somebody like that. Other than Drummond, those guys aren't sexy or exciting names, uh, but they're better than what they have, and they give the Nets depth and make it so their head coach, Steve Nash, does not have to rely on DeAndre Jordan uh, trying to play 30-plus minutes at a high level, which I don't think he's capable of doing at this point in his career. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily. Our guest, Ryan McDonough, at NBA, host of the Radio.com NBA show. And uh, Ryan, let's talk about a, a division that rarely gets talked about for good reason, because everyone in the division is below 500. And that's the Southeast. And the reason I ask is I'm wondering if there's a betting opportunity uh, this morning. You look and the Hawks and Hornets are tied for first place. The Heat are one game back. Magic two and a half games back. 
Uh, the Hornets, they lose last night. LaMelo was not on fire like he has been of late from the outside. But is there any way Charlotte can pull it off and win the division because you can find them at 8-1 to one right now? Yeah, that's a good question. And that's not a bet that I've heard a lot of people um, focusing on because, you know, as we talk about divisions less and less now in the NBA, uh, it's interesting looking at the numbers. Miami is a pretty heavy favorite there. And, and, and I think they will win the division, even though they've underperformed so far. Uh, they're only 10 and 14, but they have won three in a row and they're getting healthy. So I, I think Miami's the bet. Um, if I were to pick one of those other two teams, uh, Charlotte or Atlanta, I'd go with Atlanta. Um, you know, looking at the Hawks, that you know, you get much better odds on Charlotte, as you mentioned. Charlotte's eight to one. Uh, the Hawks are uh, plus two fifteen. Um, but, but I, I just don't think with the youth in Charlotte and with the fact that they are more focused on trying to build for the future. I mean, they're going to win as many games as they can. But if Lamella Ball, for example, the rookie, makes a bunch of mistakes, um, which he hasn't made many so far, he's played very well. But they're going to stick with him, and I think focus on development more than trying to grind out wins. I don't see them making a lot of short-sighted trades just to try to, um, you know, do something that would damage their long-term potential to try to wedge into the playoffs this year. Um, so it's it's intriguing, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that Charlotte uh, wins that division in the Southeast. But uh, even at eight to one, I personally wouldn't put a lot of money on her. I wouldn't feel strongly about it because I do think it's a long shot, given the Heat and the Hawks. Uh, Miami, in particular, has more talent and more experience. Ryan, well, I really like Utah. Um, I think the best bet you can make right now would be the Lakers to repeat. When you watch LeBron James, a performance like last night, you look at that team, what's the one knock you have on the Lakers? What's the one issue with LeBron and the Lakers? Like, for example, um, you know, would Anthony Davis play the five again like he did last season? I know he doesn't love to do it, but, you know, when you look at the rotations, I think they're deeper this year, but what's the one issue or, like, you know, if there's one way to knock them off, what do you think it would be? Yeah, they were my preseason pick to win the championship again uh, this year. I haven't seen a whole lot that would deter me from that. Uh, what I'm seeing recently, guys, over the last week or so is, frankly, boredom. I think they're bored. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the last three games, they played four overtimes, two against Detroit on Saturday, and then back-to-back, -back, uh, they won an overtime against OKC on Monday and then again last night at home. I just feel like, guys, with those teams, those lesser opponents, they kind of play rope-a-dope and, and just feel like they can flip the switch and knock them out. Uh, it, it, you know, it's been dangerous. I mean, all, all three of those games have been to, over, uh, to overtime, but the Lakers have won all three, and LeBron is that good at this stage in his career. He knows what to do. Uh, he, he idles at a really high level, and what I mean by that is he can kind of coast through a game uh, and conserve energy within a game and then ramp up his intensity late and deliver the knockout blow like he did uh, last night to hit the big three to send the game to overtime and then uh, beating the Thunder by one in OT. Uh, so, I, Ryan, I, I really don't see a whole lot to be concerned with. The one thing I am interested to see, and this is more in the playoffs because I don't think we'll get a good feel for it in the regular season, is last year when I watched that Lakers team on the front line in particular uh, with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee, and obviously LeBron as well, they were huge. They were athletic. Um, they got defensive rebounds. They protected the rim. This year's team is not built like that. Montrez Harrell is a smaller energy guy. Uh, he's a better offensive player than those guys I mentioned who went out, but he's not as good defensively. Uh, Marcus Gasol's in his mid-30s. He doesn't move his feet as well. So can teams get to the basket and get to the rim? That was really hard to do last year, but can teams finish in the restricted area and then try to beat up the Lakers on the offensive glass? You couldn't do that to the Lakers last year. Uh, I think some teams may be able to exploit that this year, especially once we get into the playoffs. Another minute with Ryan McDonough here on BetQL Daily. TNT Thursday, five games. Anything that you like for tonight, this, uh, Ryan? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of good games tonight, as usual. Um, you know, a few back-to-backs in there. Uh, it looks – it's interesting. I'm, I was looking at the um, the Golden State-Orlando uh, game earlier. It looks like that line's moved pretty quickly. I, I, I liked uh, Golden State when it was, I think, five and a half or six. Now it looks like, according to our friends at PointsBet, um, that has moved to, to eight or so. Um, you know, so I, I guess of the games tonight, guys, um, you know, I, I like Toronto. Uh, Toronto's been playing well. Uh, they're plus three at Boston. The Celtics have been struggling. Um, Celtics come off a long West Coast trip. Uh, now, Jalen Brown's back. That helps Boston, and Boston is at home. I think they played the fewest home games in the league. Uh, but I, I like the way the Raptors have been playing lately. They, they got off to a slow start. They've been on a roll. So I like Toronto plus three at Boston. Ooh, boy, Golden State favored by that much. I know, I know Orlando's hurting, but my goodness. Uh, Ryan McDonough at NBA, former NBA executive. He now hosts a Radio.com NBA show. His interview with Amin El-Hassan will be dropping today. Always entertaining. We're looking forward to that one, Ryan. Hey, always, thanks, guys. Always great to be on with you, too. Good stuff with Ryan McDonough. Again, at NBA. Look for that podcast today. You search radio.com NBA show on the podcatcher of your choice.